going on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down to Ricky's down Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here with the lovely Kelly Maroney. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Jerry. How are you? And we are back at the Sportsman's Lodge, and we have a special guest. I'm so excited. For many reasons, we have the lovely Allison Martino. Allison, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We have so many things to talk about, because Allison is a producer who did all those Hollywood scandal stuff, which we can hear about. <laughs> She's the founder yeah. and president. Oh, yeah, that's right. Celebrity Rehab with yeah. Dr. Drew. There's good stories there, I bet, too. Silver and and <laughs> she's the daughter of the great El Martino, famous singer, and the founder and president of Vintage Los Angeles, which, Allison, tell everybody how to follow Vintage mm -hmm. Los Angeles. It's so great. Great <laughs> photos of Los Angeles, how it used to be. Well... Mentioning the Hollywood Scandal show I used to do, Mysteries and Scandals, um, that was in the late 90s. I started collecting a lot of photos of old L.A. to place in those shows, and I became fascinated with what I was looking at. And uh, I, I started kind of putting them in a way, and, and then I created like a hard drive full of photos, and then Facebook came around. Yeah. And someone said, you should start posting some of these pictures. I didn't think anybody would care. Oh. And I started this page called Vintage Los Angeles, figured that's a good title, and um, straightforward. And about two weeks later, I had 15,000 people on it. Yeah. And I was, I did not set out to do this. This wasn't my goal. It was just supposed to be fun and a bunch of friends and I would post pictures back and forth and talk about old LA and now it's 175,000 people. That's great. Well, let's make it 200,000. So follow Yay. Vintage Los Angeles on Facebook. You can yes. just search Vintage Los Angeles on Facebook, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also write for Los Angeles Magazine. I also write for Los Angeles Magazine, which I started that last year mm -hmm. and that's been so much fun. And she has a blog. Tell them your blog. My blog just, is uh, my blog is just Allison Martino. Allison Martino. Yeah. Actually, no, it's not. I'm sorry. My it's I've been there. My website. Your yeah. website. And I have a web, yes. And I have a website, AllisonMartino.com, where all the mm -hmm. content I've done, including the magazines, even the mysteries and scandal shows, can mm -hmm. all be found on one 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 site. Awesome. So they'll find you somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and do you tweet or twit? I tweet. <laughs> under what? I, I tweet under Allison Martino, Vintage Los Angeles. There we Either go. way, you'll find me. So follow Allison, and let's just talk about the Los Angeles architecture, but you the pictures on Vintage Los Angeles are just so great. All of the old buildings, the old... Cars. The cars. cars. Yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah fashions, cars, streets. And it seems so cleaner. It, it, it looked cleaner, and, and cars were, you know, the colors really burst. I am, I'm a person who loves color pictures from the 1940s. Right. And when I started seeing photographs, and somehow Facebook makes those pictures look real big, and mm -hmm. they're kind of glossy looking, and you're seeing the colors of these 1940s cars. Mm -hmm. You're usually seeing them in black and white in film. Right. And right. so people are going, oh my God, I didn't know there were the cherry red and mm -hmm. the green and the burgundy. And uh, they're gorgeous. And some studios have been calling me to borrow some of my photos. Really? Gangster Squad mm -hmm. oh, got a hold awesome. of me. Um, 
cool. their production company and said they recreated a scene from their in their movie based on a photograph That's that was right. posted on the NHLA. Unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. It's so great. So a lot of studios and news companies and news stations follow VLA for information. And That's great. It's really fun. It's informative. It's resourceful. And uh, you got to tell your little story about Chasen's and the chili, if you don't mind. I love that story. <laughs> well, when I first started working for LA Magazine, and of course I was celebrating Old Hollywood, I wanted to write about Chasen's. And, Great uh, restaurant. Ronald Reagan's favorite restaurant in Los Angeles. Yes. And uh, many, yeah, many, many people's favorite. We used to, My parents used to go with, with Clint Eastwood back in oh, the really? day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'd see a lot of people, but when they closed down, it was so tragically sad. And I went to their auction, uh, didn't buy anything, couldn't afford it. But Bristol Farms that took over Chasen's has a couple of the original booths. So I thought, let's do a story on that. Well, it got further. I got further with the story, and I approached the, the general manager who said he had the Chasen's original recipe. <laughs> so wow. I thought, he's well, off. He said, I yeah, like, it. why don't you do anything with that? And he says, well, I guess we should. I said, when the article comes out, sell the, the chili for a week. Okay, it's been two years they've been selling it. <laughs> and, and what did he say, that, it, that the recipe was too expensive to make? He said, he said it, we will probably only be able to do it for about a week. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. But If you've ever been to Bristol Farms, expensive <laughs> yeah. is not a problem. I know, right? I mean, like, you know, <laughs> cutting them, it's like it's price. no more expensive than a salad. <laughs> at the salad bar, but uh, yeah, I mean, they were—it was so expensive. They made me pay for it when I went in. <laughs> oh. Well, Allison, we had a, it's time for our first commercial, so we're going to take our first commercial, and when we come back, we're going to hear all about those mysteries and scandals and Dr. Drew when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place, where the girls are refined. And the men have good taste. And welcome back to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm Kelly Maroney. I'm sitting here with Jerry McCarty. And today we have a fabulous guest, Allison Martino of Vintage LA, and also some reality television and mysteries and scandals. <laughs> How did you get those people to participate? You know, I think in the beginning when we first started Mysteries and Scandals, before the first episode aired, it was a hard sell. Mysteries and scandals. I bet they were afraid to say yes. Yeah, they were they were sort of afraid. And then about um, six six weeks into the show airing, we started getting calls. Became cool. Yeah, and, and people wanted to be on it. And Steve Allen was reached out to us, and he was a regular on our show a lot. And next thing I know, Jack Lemon's coming wow, down, wow. you know, the hallway, wow, and Rod wow. Steiger's coming in, wow. and I mean Cliff Robertson. Wow. It, it was. Phyllis Diller was on our show. I mean, it was amazing. Every week we had somebody from the golden age of Hollywood, really, yeah. you know, or the second golden age in the 70s. But a lot of them have passed on. And unfortunately, those interviews are sitting in the E! Library of E! Entertainment Television and cannot be licensed. So it's pretty sad because some of us were the last people to interview a lot of those legends. They're sitting on legendary interviews. Um, and I think they can't be licensed because the agreement we made that they would only be used for mysteries and scandals. Oh, no. I know. So, um, yeah. That's a lesson in producing for the future. It is a big lesson, yes. Wow. Tell us a little bit about A.J. Benza because every <laughs> mysteries and scandals would, would start with him outside. Tell 
telling us that what yeah. we were going to see, and then it would that it would be a lot of clips. But what kind of guy was AJ Benza? Well, I I love AJ. He was perfect for our show. Um, you know, he he's he was a gossip columnist that you know was with oh, the New York yeah, Daily News, that, and then that. and he was on the gossip show for E. Yeah. So he started there, and um, the the creator of the show, Michael Danahay, he had, he was producing the gossip show, and he said, "This guy's perfect. Yeah. We need a host for mysteries and scandals. We need an authentic guy, in, in, you know, telling stories in a dark alley with right. a smoke machine behind him in a suit, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'll tell you how it is, you know, and he didn't have to really audition. It's just AJ, <laughs> and so he was a shoe in and the, the, the network ate it up and would think with a four-minute presentation. So That's right. I forgot yeah. about the fog machine behind him. That we was would be on, you, this is so great. Before Hollywood Boulevard really took off with its new resurgence, and now there's zillions of people everywhere, the early 2000s, we'd be out there with a smoke machine, and, 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 and cars would drive by at 2 in the morning going, that's that show! And, like, and they would be looking, they would just look for a fog machine in a dark alley in Hollywood, and we would be, like, we'd turn around and there'd be like 50 people watching our show. Right. And it was just, I miss those days. We didn't even need permits. It was like, we would just show up in front of the Chinese theater at 3 o'clock in the morning and just set up a smog machine and wow. a fog machine. And we knew we were a big hit when Saturday Night Live spoofed us. Oh, yeah. nice. And that was really a big moment. And then they, play you? they spooked, a, they spooked, a, actually, they invited AJ on the show and had him oh, walk really? through a skit with a fog machine behind him. And it was like too much fog and he's like, can't get through it. And then, and, and, and then when obviously, you know, you're, you're, you've done something great. The Sopranos, uh, when the Sopranos was on, there was a scene where Mysteries and Scandals was playing in, uh, in the background and one of the characters was right? watching the show. And like, yeah, that was really exciting. So that's sort of what kicked me off into uh, learning everything I could possibly learn about old Hollywood. Yeah. And that was kind of the start of reality. When did, was Mysteries and Scandals? Mysteries and Scandals was on from about 98 to about, no, 90, oh, sorry. Mysteries and Scandals, 97 to 2001. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. 150 episodes. Wow. Yeah, a lot. That's a lot and then episodes. it's And unfortunately, a new president came into E! and canceled all the programming. Oh. And uh, we were canceled to put shows on like Anna Nicole Smith's show. And, you know, it was like, what? And I think the Osbournes sort of kicked off this reality yeah. TV craze, you know. And, and uh, ended up at the Kardashians. Yeah, then I, I had to, I had to keep working, so I had to, um, I had to move out of documentary TV and journalism, which was my first love. Um, after Mysteries and Scandals was canceled, and, and that new reality TV came in, I, I did have a fortunate career to, to, to produce some of those high-profile reality shows. I did celebrity rehab for a couple years, and uh, you know worked with a different kind of celebrity on that. Um, <laughs> I went from Andy, you know, uh, Steve Allen to Andy Dick, but um, but I actually really like Andy. Who yeah. is Andy Dick on? Um, he was my favorite cast member. I'm really? sorry whoever's listening, but yes, he was my favorite. He was authentic. He was real. Mm-hmm. He really wanted the treatment. That's he nice. came in with almost a broken heart and left Aww. with a great spirit. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while, but I'm, I think he's doing well. When I saw him on Dancing with the Stars, I was really happy yeah. for him. Wow. Some, of, some of those cast members really got what they needed, and some of them wanted some p- fame and publicity. Right. And that's the, that's the difference. Right. Where I was, I was coming from a... a, a, a I came from a career that told someone's story. Yeah. We told we told someone's life story. This was a show where people came in and you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what they're going to tell you. But to be a producer on that show has got to be yeah. a tough, mm-hmm. tough job, right? It was a really tough job. <laughs> but I had it. There were some cast members that made it very easy for me. Mackenzie Phillips was amazing. Really? She was so sweet. She she came in more of a... a she wasn't addicted when she came in. So mm-hmm. she that she was... It wasn't this hard. But yes, Dennis Rodman made my life a living hell. Yeah, um, you know, there were some that came in. It was, it was really tough. I liked to do shows that are, that are more um, trip, that tribute 
mm -hmm. someone's life. Yeah. You grew up in Hollywood. Yeah. So let's just go to that for a little bit. And we'll <laughs> talk about uh, some of the celebrities and how it's like growing up with celebrities all over mm -hmm. the place. You know, it's funny. I don't think we referred to them as celebrities back then. They were yeah. like showbiz guys, yeah. you know, like dad and his showbiz friends, <laughs> you know, and, and he, he hung out with a lot of comedians that were, those were his best friends. A lot of radio guys, Wink Martindale, Casey Kasem were close friends, and then he, he Joey Bishop and, and um, Shecky Green were, were real good friends with dad. And my, I, I grew up with a lot of laughter in my house. And my dad was a cook, so they always came to the house and would be there for hours telling stories and jokes. And, and I, I miss them all so much. Wish I'd taken more pictures. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people that have those pictures. It's cocktail parties were very popular in the mm -hmm. '70s. Very popular. And people would just, and you would see people like Paul in with an ascot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I love that. The, uh, total, total. That is like that is the era I remember so clearly. Is the ascots and lots of zip up boots. I mean, yes, zip up boots. I, there's boots. a photo of my dad and Glenn Campbell shopping for ascots and 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 basically those boots and and like cowboy jackets. I mean, so great. In the early 70s. Uh, now it's just all the scarves there with the uh, half. Hugh Hefner wears them still. Yeah, he does. Johnny Depp and. Uh, yeah. And Steven Tyler's mic stand. We need Those to bring it back. We need to bring back the, the, the ascots. <laughs> yeah, I still I still have all my dads. Like I wear oh, them. They're, they're, really? very, they're paisley, very very retro. Very oh. yeah, I love it. Uh, so yeah, I grew up around sort of that sort of uh, you know, entertaining your friends at your home. You know, it was so sort of the way to go. And if they didn't go to Chasen's one night, you'd go to Al Martino's house and you'd get the best food in town. I'm sorry. He was the best cook. Yeah, he was the best. And everyone sort of knew that. So again, if they couldn't get into the restaurant they wanted to, they're like, let's just go to Al's, you know. Nice. And that would go on till, you know, very late at night. We're coming up to another commercial, but I want to briefly tell a story. I told Allison already this, but my mom, yeah. who's in an assisted living and is uh, an Alzheimer's uh, patient, it was, it was actually, there's a documentary called um, Alive Inside about how music awakens people. And I played her dad's version of Spanish Eyes, and my mom woke up, sang every lyric to that Aww, song, and so just sweet. loved it. And uh, it is amazing that your dad's music His is voice. still making a difference. And that voice. That is a, a wonderful awesome. story. It makes me so proud. We're up to another commercial. We're going to come back, and we're going to hear more from Allison Martino when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. <laughs> Let's swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Hi, I'm Allison Martino, and we're here at Rick's Martini Bar. And we are so excited to have you, Where's Allison? the martinis, though? I know. Everyone always asks that, don't they? <laughs> well, it's raining but a little bit, For me, it's so. going to be in about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm running over to Dantana's in a few hours, so uh, there I go, right? <laughs> Dantana's yeah. is one of That's those the only, old yes. Hollywood restaurants, it's too. Yeah. It's about the only restaurant I really go to. That and Norm's. <laughs> It's like the high class, and then, the, you know, there's nothing in between in L.A., so. Well, Norm's was almost, a, they was a permit out to demolish it, and fortunately, Vintage Los Angeles got right on their case. They yeah. did some heavy-duty reporting about it, and they had to stay, right? 
So Allison is really, she really gets in there and, and protects the old old stuff from people, corporate people coming in trying to buy up the city and ruin it and destroy it so that they can make more money. Yeah. And Because it's so rich with beauty and, and beautiful architecture here. And we, yeah. it's really important to those of us that live here. Thank you. And I think that the power of the Vintage Los Angeles page is it's not even so much me and my voice, but it's it's the reach. Mm -hmm. And you can, when the LA Conservancy is sharing a post that's really important for people to, to, to read and know Know that a, a restaurant might get demolished or a building might get demolished architecture should be protected I'll share that onto my page and then it, it triples and quadruples and domino effects and then before you know it you know 500,000 people saw this yeah. and you get more people down to the meetings to help save this yeah. I would say that I would say the vintage LA tries to get on top of it as, as soon as possible and then many things will happen where other mm -hmm. media sites other online pages what do you call them um, you know websites okay thank you and then other websites that tribute los angeles will start right. to write duplicate stories mm -hmm. and it's sometimes the the source doesn't get mentioned of where who actually credit. yeah that's a tough thing on the internet yeah. a very tough thing on the internet to do but i think p enough people know that vintage la mm -hmm. is a definitely a great page to come to for information mm -hmm. a lot of like i said news outlets mm -hmm. follow us and get on the case right mm -hmm. away and um it's easy to yeah. notice because you follow the facebook page uh, vintage Los Angeles, and you will see it up to the minute, the sec almost the second it happens, it's on that page. It's, it's it, you know, and people inform me. I feel like I'm the deep throat of like Los Angeles. <laughs> like you know, they they tip me off and tell me things, like when the Bullwinkle went missing on Sunset Strip. So yeah, some guy like t like inboxed me at seven o'clock in the morning who worked at DreamWorks. He's like, I can't tell you who I am, but they just stole the Bullwinkle off the Sunset Strip, and here's some video footage of it. And I ran with it, and I put it on VLA, and like an hour later, it was on every news station. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got tipped off. And so, yes, that happens to me. It's very interesting and fascinating and a really weird life. <laughs> what, uh, what I like about the site is that many people come to Los Angeles, and with, there's great things about the Internet, but when you Google mm -hmm. things to see in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. you'll get Universal, mm -hmm. you'll get the Hollywood, Hollywood and Highland, mm -hmm. and there's a lot mm -hmm. of cool stuff in Hollywood. Yeah. That is so. And I, and I remember when I first came to Los Angeles, somebody told me, Bob Hope has breakfast at Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why, why do we all know that? I, I, I have to interject and say something. Growing up around my dad and the old showbiz guys, there was one restaurant we went to other than Jason's. Because that was, that was a special night yeah. out. We yeah. weren't just running to Jason's every night, trust right. me. But Hamburger Hamlet was oh, our yeah. was our destination yeah. zone, along with everybody. I mean, I saw Lucille Ball in there and Dean Martin yeah. in there. And, and everyone just felt comfortable. It felt like your, your living room. And you got to see your neighbors. Oh, hey, how's it going? Did you ever right. get that car fixed up? Or, you know, what, oh, where'd you get that? You know, everybody would um, socialize and run from table to table, and I miss that. There's nothing really like that. Dan Tana still has that. It's a neighborhood place, and I run into people I have, you know, I've known for 20 years. Uh, Norm's was like that. I see people mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. But growing up, it was Hamburger Hamlet was the place. When that shut down... You know, when I first got yeah. to Los Angeles, everybody's, that's the first place we went, Hamburger Hamlet. Yeah. I, they taught me immediately to go to Hamburger Hamlet <laughs> Yeah, everything. Hamburger Hamlet was where I saw Lucille Ball, like, in, in the bathroom cool. stall, using the using the payphone yeah. when I was a little kid. And uh, Dean Martin would sit at the at the bar there and watch the sports and have his whatever he was drinking that night. And um, But they were all so nice. Miles Davis's uh, ex-wife was the hostess. Oh, my God. You know, and she would bust out and sing tunes for us, and yeah. walking 
bringing us to our table, and right. I miss it so much. There's nothing like it. So if you're listening to us from outside Los Angeles and you come to Los Angeles, yeah. where do you go? Do Universal, <laughs> do Hollywood Highland. Where do you go? But, where do you but go these days? if you got yeah. a day, go come here where we're at the Sportsman's yeah. Lodge and sit there and you feel like you're in... Old time Hollywood. You feel you mm-hmm. got pictures of celebrities. The Palm is a great place where yeah, you can absolutely. see people. Well, they, you know they they moved. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's the one downtown still though. Yeah, I would say that a lot of people ask me on Vintage LA at least four or five times a day. Someone will inbox me. I'm coming to Hollywood. Where do I go? What do mm-hmm. I see? You know, and restaurants are always a place to recommend. Yeah. And I always recommend Mousson Frank's yeah. or Michelli's. Mm-hmm. You know, those places Michelli's on Michelli's yeah. is you know real old school yeah. Hollywood. Canners. Right. Canners is a great place for. Yeah. For a deli sandwich in the right. afternoon, right. Um, there's we still have some Taylor Steakhouse, and right. but you know if you're in Hollywood and most people stay somewhere where they are centrally located and walk around, definitely Mousson Frank's is a must. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the oldest restaurant. The waiters are so old. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. And you Michael's can ask back. Them about He's been there. Like, yes, and they actually the waiters will tell you a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they even know they go back telling you stories when Charlie Chaplin would come in. Not that 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 old, but the story's been passed down yes. to each yeah. bartender that is keeping those stories alive. So and I like that you put houses on there too sometimes in Vintage LA, like the Stall House or uh-huh. the Which Frank Lloyd House yeah. and uh and Yeah, we, the, VLA loves celebrating architecture. Mm-hmm. And I got to spend some time at the Stall House a few years ago, which blew my so mind. Cool. That's just yeah, unbelievable know. that the thing was built in whatever it was the 50s. It was the first glass house. Yeah. And they thought they they thought they, the neighborhood thought they were crazy because it, it was like it's post-war architecture. Did not that nobody expected to see glass house. We were we grew up on Spanish architecture in LA, and and so that was a, a they're called case study homes. Oh, yeah, case study case homes, study right. houses. And, and if uh, you search, Julius Shulman yes, took some great photos picture. of that house. A famous yeah. picture of, of people having a little cocktail party. In that yes, house, right? it's it's probably the most photographed house. One of the most photographed houses in the world, if not in LA, for sure. Great. Yeah. Before? Go visit it. They take t- you can take tours. Go see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You can, oh, you can I will see go it. there. It, so, before we go, let's just talk a little bit more about your dad. Okay, I love your sure. Dad. Your dad is so talented and if you want to see your dad, you can see him in The Godfather. <laughs> yes. Like Johnny Fontaine. Yeah. He did a great job in that. And he was in was he in all three? He was one in three, I know that. He was in one and he was in three. Yeah. And yeah. Three. His character in, in two wasn't necessarily right for the story of two. Uh-huh. It was basically one. Yeah. His story is, sets up the film. Yeah. Because he comes in and asks Don Corleone for a favor. Right. And that's when the line when he says, Well, I'll make him an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> and and then you see the horse's head in the bed right. in the next scene and, and the audience understands, okay. I see what his connections really are. Right. So the Johnny Fontaine character is really important. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, he had a great time making it. It was it was hard for him to actually get that part. Uh, but Bob Evans was really, really behind Dad. Yeah. Really wanted Dad in there. And a lot of people wanted that part. Vic Damone wanted that part. Yeah. And and, and um, Bob said, no, that's, it's Al's. He, he's got it. Because uh, the script was going around Hollywood. Right. And my dad was friends with Phyllis McGuire, who was dating Sam Giacana at the time. Ah. And they, my dad had gone through his own personal issues with mobsters years before and they kept saying this part is perfect for you this is like what you went through no my dad did not put a horse's head in anyone's bed but he had some issues with with some mobsters and he had to go underground for a little while and then they they brought him back sam helped him come back and so he really wanted that part to escape by his own past and so luckily he got it and uh he's no he's known for that now probably more than anything (laughs) because like when people go here your dad's like this singer and i looked him up on youtube and it's like well, I'm like, 
Who is he again? Okay, he was in The Godfather. Oh, yeah, Johnny Fontaine, you know? <laughs> yeah, we had... I know him from, I used to, we have a lot of people on it, are actors, and so they want to know about acting. So here's a, here's a story that connects us together in a weird way. When I was in the soap, I was playing a character whose father, she, she didn't have a father and she didn't have any strong, you know. So I would use the song Daddy's Little Girl <gasps> because I would cry immediately. Well, I okay, that's don't make me cry now, but yeah, that my dad used to sing that to me on stage. Uh. And um so he he passed away very you know very suddenly in 2009. I have not been able to listen to the song since. Oh. Someday I know I will be, but I, I it's just a little hard. People always but, want to know how actors cry. Yeah, I feel, and that was one of the ways that I did. Are you serious? Yep. You, you know what? It is hard. It, it, that mm -hmm. song. It, well, they play it at almost every wedding. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. that's the moment when the you know the, wow. given the, the daughter starts to cry. But yes, it was a big thing in our home with that song. And dad again, dad used to sing so it to me. It's sweet. When, when you ha when you grow up and you have a father that recorded a song like that, dedicated to you, um, how does any man ever measure up to that? It has been a very long stop struggle. That's probably the best question of the day, Kelly. I've always wondered. Um, I am. I have high standards. Of course, I do. I'm also pretty easygoing and down to earth. It doesn't take a lot, but I I, I do think that you know there's a, a level of, of respect that I kind of think that Absolutely. you know sort of oh I could talk about this a whole other subject. Can we talk about that another night? <laughs> I very much alike that way, so that's what made me You can't even get guys to open the door anymore, but, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's a really tough one. Mm -hmm. um, but my dad was my dad, and, you know, he was he was um, my father. Mm -hmm. And he's still, like, my, you know, uh, I look up to him, but that, he's not... He, a man does not have to be my dad, well, but no, you know but what I mean. But I think it, I think that they're intimidated because of you know, well, not, my father was a football coach, and all the boys in school were afraid mm -hmm. of me initially mm -hmm. because... My dad, you know, my yeah. dad was a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just okay. Um, this is. I have to tell you something. It's kind of funny. When I was like in high school and I was, you know, dating different guys, they were afraid to come to my house. Right. Yeah. And I didn't understand that. And there was like rumors that my dad was hiding in the tree with a shotgun. <laughs> you know. And 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 I thought, well, this is why I didn't get a, you know, like dates and stuff. And right. it only happened to me several years ago when I was producing a show I loved producing called uh, Sunday Morning Shootout with Peter Bart and Peter Goober. Nice. And oh, yeah. um, my boss, my my father had called my boss to just invite him over for a pasta dinner. My dad loved cooking for people. And he says, get your, get your, the guy that, that made the show and created the show, get him over here for dinner. So he calls and he leaves a message. Next thing you know, my, my boss comes into my office with his eyes looking at me like, what have I done? Oh, no. What did I do? I go, what are you talking about? Your father called me. <laughs> am I not paying you enough? Am I in, am I gonna can I walk to my am I gonna get whacked? And I'm like, I mean, and it was I think he was like fifty percent serious and I, I laughed so hard and of course like my dad's a pussy cat. He played a part in a movie. I I, I don't know, but he, he never did come over for that dinner. <laughs> your dad your dad, they don't make him like that anymore because no. he fought he fought World War Two, right? He was he on was the front in, lines in World in, War Two, yeah. And Iwo Jima. He fought in Iwo Jima, where they're raising 
raising that flag. You saw the flag go up. Yeah, he took you, pictures. I so mean, if yeah. If you saw Flags of Our Father, whatever that mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood movie was, that was Allison's dad. And then yeah. he comes to Hollywood and becomes a singer. Just a great It's life. a great story. And, and uh, speaking of Flags of Our Father, we had Clint Eastwood on our Sunday morning shootout show a few years ago when he was promoting that film. And I had brought my dad's photographs wow. of when he was, he, my dad was only 15 on that island. And uh, he snuck, he got his way in there. And I brought him the book. I didn't tell him who I was, but I let him and Paul Haggis, his producing partner, and they were looking through the photos and like, boy, that looks a lot like Al Martino in these pictures, doesn't it? <laughs> and I looked at him and I finally told him it was, he went, oh, I wish we could have used these photos. In fact, he said, I wish I had known your dad was on Iwo. We would have taken him there wow. because they were bringing war- people they could find from Iwo back to the island. Wow. And you can't get on that island unless you fought on it, I believe. Wow. So it, it was really interesting. And then he called dad and they hadn't spoken in like 30 years. And I got them on the phones together. And it was oh, really exciting. Great. Yeah. Well, so was unfortunately, fun. we are out of time. But it's such a pleasure no! talking to Danny's little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Vintage Los Angeles gets the Let's get some plugs in so people can follow you again. Tell everybody how to follow Vintage Los Angeles and Allison Martino. Well, I think if you just Google Vintage Los Angeles, I believe it's the first site now that comes up. And it's, it's a Facebook site, Vintage Los Angeles. And have fun. There's like 150,000 photographs on that page and 175,000 people that, that actually uh, will contribute. Yeah. to that page. It's not just me. It's a it's a community page. Right. So if yeah. you have pictures of vintage Los Angeles, you can post they can post them on yeah. your page. Right? I just say it's we're like the De- we're like the DeLorean of the internet, you uh, know. <laughs> so thank you for having me. Um, uh, martinis next time? Though? Martinis okay. next time. <laughs> and Kelly Maroney, thank you as always for being here. Thank you, Jerry, for having us. Oh, and so for the great Allison Martino, the lovely Kelly Maroney. My name's Jerry McCarty. Join us next week here at Rick's Martini Bar. Cheers. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. A subtle joke, a touch of class, poured in a tall martini glass. Let's swing them down to Ricky's down.